On October 7th, Hamas militants orchestrated a horrendous and brutal surprise attack on Israel. Hello and welcome to CNN 10. It's Monday, October 9th. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. I'm Coy Wire and we start with news that broke over the weekend on Saturday, marking a dark day in the history of Israel. The Islamist militant group Hamas launched a surprise attack on Israel. The assault began early in the morning with Hamas firing thousands of rockets from the Gaza Strip into neighboring Israel. The militants then entered into Israel, broke into homes and claimed to capture dozens of Israelis. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu said Israel is now at war with Hamas after this deadly and unprecedented surprise blitz. Israel Defense Forces, or IDF, responded with their own airstrikes targeting Hamas inside the Gaza Strip. Hundreds on both sides of the conflict have died from the attack. Thousands more have been injured, but those numbers continue to rise. As weeks go by, a severe humanitarian crisis is unfolding in Gaza. In the words of UN Secretary-General Antonio Guterres, Now, civilians in Gaza, including children and women, face a never-ending humanitarian nightmare. Their neighborhoods wiped out, their loved ones killed, bombs raining down while being denied life's very basics, food, water, medicine, electricity. Can we see an end to this conflict? One month and a half after the attack, and as the war in Gaza continues, T-Cosmos podcast hosted Gilles Kepel, one of Europe's leading experts on the Middle East. So, uh, Gilles Kepel, thank you so much for being here today with us. I would like to ask uh, to start our discussion with uh, uh, where we are right now with uh, uh, what's going on in Gaza. It's been already more than a month. Uh, we've seen uh, there's a lot of criticism towards uh, how Israel is handling uh, the war and uh, the the attack uh, in, in the sense that uh, there is a lot of uh, humanitarian loss. Uh, and we also see uh, the regional international players uh, criticizing, but not uh, nothing further than that. Can you uh, please assess where we are? Well, uh, many people are, um, you know, criticizing, but they, uh, they're holding their breath because I believe that almost uh, every power broker in the region, except for the pro-Iranians, wants Hamas to be terminated. And therefore, they hold their breath and they'd rather have Israel do the job as uh, fast as possible, which is a problem because uh, there are civilians there have been a huge amount of civilian casualties and this is leading to strong mobilizations reactions uh, everywhere in the arab world in the west also where uh, students on campuses are blocking campuses like they do in sciences po now in france and uh, harvard and wherever in america and um, because of the uh, of the number of, of, of civilian casualties um, I believe that the Israelis um, want to set the uh, to to reach a point where they can say that they can proclaim victory. They need it uh, for the very sake of of Israel and it's the reputation of its invinci- invincibility. Um, 
Originally, they said that they would uh, go until they killed uh, all of the uh, Hamas establishment in Gaza. It looks like this goal is not going to be reachable. Uh, probably they have all fled to some place in the south or to Egypt or wherever. And uh, now they say they want to destroy the infrastructure uh, which allowed uh, the, the slaughter, the, the killing spree of, uh, of October 7, which supposedly is below a Shifa hospital. Uh, which, you know, there has not been proof as of now. I mean, evidence showed by the Israelis that that was really the case. So they're, uh, they're stuck there for the time being. And, uh, and th though their objectives have, have gone down, you know, they, they want to find some sort of an agreement so that they can stop the military operations and proclaim victory. Uh, and the most of the Arabs are okay with that uh, because they want to get rid of uh, of Hamas, which is uh, an Iranian stooge, and they would like to return to a sort of, you know, uh, a new uh, Abraham Agreement thing, which would not be called the Abraham Agreement, probably, uh, whereas uh, peace could be built on prosperity. But the problem with the original Abraham Agreement, the, the Trump uh, issue, which was sort of uh, reproduced by Biden, strangely enough, without um, any significant change, was that this peace uh, through prosperity just had put the Palestinians under the rug, like the dust under the, under the carpet, you know. And the issue now is to bring the Palestinians within the fold of this peace for home prosperity, which is the only um, condition uh, for which Saudi Arabia would uh, get into the process. And the big issue, of course, is Saudi Arabia, because it's the biggest country in the region. It's now the superpower. And since um, Hamad bin Salman uh, has uh, assumed power, he's uh, transformed the country. It's not a country which is, um, you know, trading the gas station for America against uh, strict Wahhabism and Salafism, which actually fed jihadism. On the contrary, it's uh, at least uh, from his point of view, it's it's a modern country which is reaching out everywhere. He wants to, to make a superpower out of it. Uh, whether he will succeed or not, history will tell. But for the time being, this is uh, what is happening. So... In order to do that, um, uh, there needs to be some sort of agreement found. And from what we understand, uh, there are already negotiations under the table in Egypt. Why in Egypt? Because uh, Egypt is the Arab country which has the biggest clout on, on the Gaza Strip. Uh, Egypt uh, controlled Gaza until 1967. Uh, it was, you know, uh, Egyptian intelligence uh, knew them all. And uh, and the tunnels actually that get into Gaza, I mean, uh, come from Egypt. So uh, this is the only uh, the only power broker in the region that is uh, that is Egypt. And uh, therefore, uh, the Egyptians have the capacity to uh, twist uh, the arms of the of the people in in Gaza and of Hamas. 
because without Egypt, nothing can get into the tunnels, and uh, hence they, they, they have the capacity to, to choke uh, Hamas from inside. So Hamas is not really in a strong position, of course, now to negotiate. And uh, uh, Ismail Haniye, uh, who is their political boss and who was used usually based in uh, Qatar in one of the great hotels in Doha, has moved to Egypt uh, now to show that this is uh, he mean he means business. And then the people in Hamas have started to say with the uh, Israelis said they want to negotiate the hostages against the ceasefire, but they are not serious and so on and so forth. So we're on hold for the time being. But I believe the process will go on. Uh, the uh, the issue uh, for the time being is that Israel has to find a face saving option uh, and uh, has to have something to show to the world to say that they have not been vanquished. It's very important for them also because if such is the case, uh, they can go on, bring uh, the Arab government's uh, military cooperation. For the time being, military cooperation with Israel is, is wanting because, you know, they showed that their intelligence was incapable to protect the uh, Gaza-Israel barrier and fence, if you want. And, uh, for instance, uh, there are already some contracts that the Abraham uh, Accords Arab countries had signed with Israel military contracts, which have been repelled. And uh, other countries, France among them, has replaced them already. So, you know, this is an issue of credibility. Then you have a domestic Israeli problem, and uh, which was voiced by Yair Lapid uh, a couple of days ago, saying that Netanyahu must go now. And uh, one of the problems for Israel, even uh, for many of the people who stand behind it, is that the uh, the politician uh, who is probably the, the culprit for all of that, the man who uh, took the army from Gaza in order to police uh, the West Bank so as to please the settlers who would vote for him at the Knesset uh, so that he could change the constitution and not go to jail, this man is leading the uh, the military offensive. And of course, this is a quandary for the Israelis. So um, from what we understand, his popularity has dwindled and uh, he is uh, he, he's on um, he's in, in dire straits. But, you know, Donald Trump uh, in America uh, has been uh, under uh, so many indictions uh, from uh, from the, uh, uh, the judiciary and still remains uh, there and is a favorite for the next election. So we don't know what's going to happen in America because uh, BB and Trump, to some extent, are uh, twin brothers uh, from a political point of view. Um, as far as I understand, uh, you're telling me that uh, Israel would like to find um, uh, a good... Uh, a face-saving yeah. compromise, yes. uh, which they have not really found uh, yet. But, this is the problem. Because the more they wait, the more people are killed. And the more uh, the opposition to Israel will rise, even among people who had remained neutral until now, and for Arab governments who once again want Iran to be defeated and want Iran's proxy to be smashed, i.e. Hamas, um, it is becoming increasingly difficult because, you know, they're, uh, they're between uh, two chairs, if I may say so. Yeah, that's exactly my my argument right now. That um, 
In the meantime, we see that uh, Israel is uh, planning to also extend its operations to the south of Gaza uh, because they've put some flyers uh, to evacuate some areas. Uh, we see uh, an increase of um, forces in the West Bank. And um, at the end of the day, I have two questions on that. The one is, if they cannot find, if we don't have uh, uh, an end to the conflict soon and it escalates when it comes internally, uh, do you believe there's going to be uh, a line, a threshold where uh, some Arab countries might need to react because it's going to be too much? And the second uh, issue is even if there is uh, somehow the war ends tomorrow, I don't see what will happen in Gaza because from what I understand, none of the Arab countries want to intervene. And uh, we don't see a solution. I mean, uh, Fatah, which has been suggested by uh, uh, the Americans, is quite weak in the in the eyes of the Palestinians. So uh, what would be a natural solution in the negotiations? Well, um, the, the issue is that for uh, the day, no, maybe not for tomorrow, but the day for after tomorrow, uh, uh, nothing could function if there is not a massive influx of Arab money, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, which means Saudi Arabia, because the Emirates is already engaged with with Israel, and the Saudi. I mean, the big deal is whether the Saudis will will get in or not, and uh, they are the masters of the game now, and uh, they they will invest only if uh, a. Uh, Hamas is not there anymore because they don't want an Iranian stooge in the heart of uh, of the Arab land, and also a stooge which is now claiming it is Palestine. You know, when uh, a couple of weeks ago there was this big speech by Hassan Nasrallah, the Hezbollah leader from Lebanon, who's a Shia, and who was the only Arab voice that was audible, uh, which was heard from Casablanca to... Uh, to Oman or to Saudi Arabia. There was no other Arab voice. And um, the guy is a Shia and is, is an Iranian proxy. So uh, this is something that the Saudis do not like at all because Iran is their enemy. It's part of the Chinese mediation, which remains very superficial. And uh, so the um, that that is, I guess, this is what we see in the near future. As of for tomorrow, uh, the issue is uh, who uh, would uh, uh, deal with uh, the wasteland and the devastation that is Gaza. Uh, would it be an international uh, force, peacekeeping, uh, which would um, uh, start reconstruction because everything is now destroyed? Uh, how can you deal with that? How can you feed the population, shelter, shelter them? Uh, give them access to water, to fuel, to whatever. There is nothing left. The Israelis have bombed everything. And uh, so uh, can the Israelis say, okay, we've uh, done what we wanted. Now we, we're not interested. We're going back home. Uh, is this sustainable? Uh, probably not. So they will have probably to find an agreement uh, with uh, the power brokers of the region, i.e. the Gulf states. And uh, definitely, I believe that countries like Greece, Italy, France, among, uh, among the European countries, are very much concerned because this is very close to us on the Mediterranean shores. 
This means that if there is no solution, there's going to be more immigration, illegal immigration, and so on and so forth. So I believe that, uh, you know, for America, this is a faraway issue. It's on the other side of the Atlantic. For us, it's in our neighborhood, and it's on our shores, on our beaches, in our harbors. And uh, it means uh, the uh, instability at home. Uh, you've, we've seen many demonstrations in France, for instance, pro and con. And, uh, uh, you know, tensions between Jews, uh, Muslims, and uh, people who are siding with one side or the other have increased. And it is, it is now uh, penetrating the domestic uh, market politics, the domestic market of politics to some extent. So uh, we probably, as Europeans, have to um, have to be there and have to be more active. The European Union has been paying for Palestine for decades uh, a lot of money, which has uh, been to no avail just for humanitarian purposes. But we have also to make politics, and this is a big issue. I'm not very very optimistic. Uh, given the state of the European Union today, but, you know, at least uh, this has to be tried. Yes, but um, uh, Israel lately has, uh, as you've said, it's not easy for them to finish and leave. And Israel itself has been uh, saying some voices in the that we should stay and make sure the security of the area is in line with uh, our national interest. Uh, which is opposite to what uh, uh, Biden, President Biden, has said. So at the end of the day, with this, uh, this discussion that everyone says, uh, a bit rhetorically, I would uh, uh, argue that we need to go towards a two-state solution and so on and so forth. But practically on the field, uh, how do you view things playing out? Do you see Israel staying, uh, making sure of the security, making a buffer zone, I don't know. And would that be accepted from, example, by the Saudis that uh, are interested in the Palestinian cause, as you said? I don't think that the Israelis can remain in the Gaza Strip. I mean, they will uh, stay at the border. Maybe they will man the border, which is something they uh, fell short of doing, which led to the catastrophe that they fell upon them on the 7th of October. Uh, but uh, I do not see that they can stay inside uh, after all the destruction they have caused and all the, the havoc and uh, the misery and everything. Uh, so they, they cannot be uh, the rebuilders. Uh, they can pay for it, maybe, but I'm not sure. But they, but they, they cannot. They cannot stay on the ground. So uh, that means that uh, finding an international force and uh, for security, uh, which uh, this is this is what is going to be discussed in the in, in the weeks to to come, probably. But for for the time being, we're stuck because the. Uh, the truce has not yet been proclaimed, and uh, the next, the very next step is uh, um, stopping uh, the the fight and freeing the hostages. Uh, until uh, this is achieved, uh, we can uh, build, uh, you know, plans uh, on the on the sand, uh, but uh, nothing will uh, take fruit. So I I cannot really say much more because. I, the, this is my, my analysis of what the future may look like. I believe Saudi Arabia is has to play a very important role. The, uh, they're going to put a lot of conditions to it, but without them, there is no solution. And 
in the meanwhile, uh, there is a, a truce to be achieved when the Israelis feel comfortable in saying we have reached our goals, uh, which is slightly shaky, where they will have the hostages freed, and uh, where, uh, as of then, uh, you know, uh, solutions can be provided. No, do not, not to forget the American presidential election is coming. And this is going to be uh, one of the issues in the in the elections. And uh, um, the more uh, America uh, looks weak uh, for the present day, the more Trump, who's uh, heading in the polls for the for the, the president, uh, might be elected. So this is a big a big issue in America, and everything from an American point of view will be perceived. Uh, uh, from the issue of uh, either Biden or Trump's re-election or maybe a third party. Okay, one just I need to ask one last short comment. Um, you mentioned how uh, what's going on in Gaza uh, has cre created already problems uh, in the neighborhood, which also means Europe, which also means all those protests from both sides and problems at the campuses. How worried are you about from about that issue? Uh, I think it is going to increase. For the time being, it is kept under control. Uh, but you know, uh, we cannot we cannot wait for too long because uh, it puts uh, a lot of pressure on European governments. Thank you so much for your time. Okay, hello. <laughs>